Hey everyone, we're here for another episode of Jet Blast. Um, got Nathan and Andy. This is episode, I don't know, 13, 14, or 15. Nathan keeps saying the number wrong, so I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but that's what we're going to go with. 13, 13. Okay, okay. That's what he says right now. Yeah. Um, but no, episode number 13, got a couple of great guests to, um, this afternoon. Um, Followed last week, hey, we had our last show with talking about exoskeletons and hydrogen-powered aircraft, electric aircraft. It was just, it was all over the place. Had some crazy tractors at the end of it. I don't know. Bulldozers. something Bulldozers. Bulldozers. Armor-covered bulldozers. So who knows what we're going to talk about today, but really excited. Got Jared and Jordan on with us. And of course, as always, got, like I said, Andy and Nathan. Andy, how's it going today? It's going well. I am uh, still uh, locked down in Michigan, so... <laughs> You know, same old, same old. It's good to see some faces out there. United Socialist Republic of Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan, but you're out and about, aren't you, Nathan? I am, yeah. So it, as you all can tell, the decor behind me is Marriott, right? So I'm actually in a Weston in Chicago. Um, Jordan, on, on your favorite uh, 1992 Citation 5 type airplanes, what I've, <laughs> I've got going, we're wrap, I'm helping someone wrap up an acquisition project um, this week and... Uh, um, well, I don't know that we'll wrap it this week. I'm going to be done with it this week. I don't think they'll be done with it till probably next week. So, yeah, I'm actually getting out and about, Lee. Um, you know, uh, Kentucky has fared better than most in this whole thing, but uh, I, I'm lucky because I'm close to a lot of different shops. So, um, a lot of, you know, I've been able to help out several folks by just popping out and, and just taking a short drive to get to these places. So, but yeah, I'm happy that uh, Jared, you and Jordan were both available to be on here with us today. And so I'd like y'all to introduce yourselves just real quick. And we'll start with Jordan and, and just tell us who you work for if you want to, if not, if it's a secret, that's okay too. But, um, and, and kind of how long you've been there, what, what your aviation story is, and then we'll, we'll get into some, uh, some questions about where you guys see the industry going. So Jordan, you want to yeah, Tell absolutely. Who you are. Absolutely. I'll, I'll hop on here. Um, so my uh, name is Jordan Scales. I'm uh, based in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, born and raised in the, in, uh, the Atlanta area. I uh, grew up in uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. So uh, those of y'all that have flown uh, in the Hartsville, Jackson, uh, that's yes, just sir. about uh, 15 minutes away from, uh, from where I grew up. Um, I have, uh, I'm a sales director here with Jet Aviva. Um, I've been with the company now for um, just over a year and a half, started January of 2019. Uh, before that, um, was with Texturon in a few different capacities um, within sales and marketing. Uh, they started out uh, working, doing some sales ops work at uh, Bell Helicopter and then uh, did some marketing work for uh, Texturon Corporate then um, was a uh, sales manager for another uh, Textron um, aviation entity, um, but more in the um, uh, airport ground support equipment um, capacity. Cool. And then um, you know, found out that I realized that I, mean, I wanted to get back into aircraft, you know, aircraft yeah. uh, sales. You know, I, I, I studied uh, aviation management at Auburn University and really wanted to get Ward back Eagle. to think. Hey, war damn. Want to get back to things that fly. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've been with Jetaviva now, um, and it's it's. Um, it's it's been a happy marriage so far. I'm 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 pretty content. Yeah, yeah. Well, very cool. Well, we're happy to have you here. So, Jared, tell us about the who you are, who you work for, kind of your aviation story. Mm. Sure. So, Jared Hasty, I'm with O'Gara Jets. Um, my aviation story. Great question. Um, 
I graduated also from Auburn with an undergrad business aviation degree. Y'all will get a theme here in a minute, Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, went into a, a brief stint of about 12 years flying charter and corporate. Um, did ATP single and multi and a couple type ratings and uh, found my way into managing aircraft and business development and a couple other different, different facets of the industry, but I've spent my entire career in general aviation hmm. and then uh, joined the O'Gara team uh, about three years ago. I uh, started doing research and uh, support, sales support as a sales engineer and I've worked my way into now I'm director of sales. Um, we are also a, an aircraft brokerage firm. We do worldwide sales, um, but we are based in Atlanta and um, happy to be here. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. Well, no, thank you for being on here. I'm, I'm glad you could be on here. And and yes, before, uh, if, if there are any Alabama fans listening to this, y'all can just turn it off. Um, I mean, we're okay with the listeners we have. We're comfortable. I mean, <laughs> Auburn is where it's at. Um, my son went there. I got to donate to that school for a little while. So uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Auburn fan by payment and proud of it. So um, anyway. If, so, if, it, if it helps your listeners any, I started my college career at Alabama and then I transferred to Auburn. So. Well, that's so, so, Jared, it just shows that you make good decisions, right? right. Over time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it just shows you make real good decisions. So, um, a couple of things for you guys. So, we, you know, I, we had talked about we, we should get um, some, some of the broker community on with us to talk because we've had maintenance people, like we said, we talked mm -hmm. about exoskeletons, talked about emerging technology, we talked about workforce development, we've talked about AOGs and quoting and ethics and all kinds of stuff. And we haven't really talked about aircraft sales because, you know, that's really not, I mean, certainly in what I do, I support, you know, that, that a, a lot, but that's not really what most of our listeners, which I think are mostly maintenance people, I have really no idea, but um, I, I, it's really not something that a lot of the maintenance people do. They may be involved with one or two aircraft sales in their entire career if they're a corporate operator, right? If you really think about it, I mean, there, there's certainly some, y'all know that, that turn their airplanes over over five years, but you know, the family owned airplane is usually a 20 year um, from, um, initial purchase to to sale ownership cycle but anyway so we wanted to have some brokers on and and i thought you know i would really like to get some different voices than the than some of the same brokers we really hear and and some folks that i think are are you know the the, the future leaders of this industry so anyway that that's how y'all got suckered into this so i appreciate you saying yes to the email so one of the questions i have for you is how do you guys um it, how do your firms leverage some technology, right? Especially during this whole um, coronation thing we've got going on. I mean, you know, I, I find it really gratifying personally um, that we're, I, we're seeing certain levels of technology like um, DocuSign and other things. We were using them a little bit, right? But now it's like, all of a sudden that's the norm. Like everybody's like, oh, well, we always did that. You know? <laughs> and I can remember being a part of transactions of people saying, well, if we don't get this FedEx over there by tomorrow, you know, we're just not going to get the deal done. I'm like, well, why don't we just e-sign it? I mean, I'm not the smartest kid in class, but I'll go back to being a maintenance guy. But I, I mean, it seems like there's a way to do this. So what are y'all doing? What, what have you seen? What do you, what do you think, uh, what do you think's been the best use of technology? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave with this one because we've, we've had some pretty, uh, unique and creative solutions, uh, on our end. And, um, you know, I, I 
<laughs> I really wish that I would have bought into Zoom about a year ago. Oh, <laughs> no joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've been able to, to leverage um, technology similar to Zoom to, uh, to conduct visual inspections of aircraft. Mm. You know, nothing, nothing beats, you know, that, that, that face-to-face, um, or uh, actually face-to-metal uh, yeah. engagement you have with an aircraft, um, you know, being able to touch and taste and smell the leathers and everything. But, um, you know, travel has just been so congested as of lately. And, yeah. um, you know, we are a worldwide broker. Uh, we have clients um, uh, across the pond. And sure. um, we had a situation where we had an acquisition on an aircraft. Um, our parties were based internationally. Um, and, um, and I'm sorry, aircraft was international. Um, our clients were stateside. But, you know, Due to the travel restrictions, we couldn't put both you know both the party and, and, and the entity in the same place. So we had a virtual demo, where um, you know the oh, direct, cool. the director of maintenance on site had his uh, had his iPad out and gotten every nook and cranny of the aircraft, both uh, you know inside and out, to, um, to 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 appease our clients. You know, um, and that our our buyers our buyers end up loving the aircraft and and and, uh, and that process moved forward uh, uh, successfully but you know that, that was that was one example you know if if you would have mentioned that you know eight months ago saying hey you know it's just, instead of you flying out here let me just yeah. you know pull out my, my my smartphone and give you a tour of the aircraft most people would, would you know would have laughed at that but you know given the environment that we're in people are be, are a lot more malleable and, yeah. and a lot more you know willing to accept you know um, the, the these technological uh, uh, advancements that, that that we do have at our fingertips. Right, right. What about y'all, Jared? What what have y'all been doing? Let's say you know, in our our company's been around for for about forty years now, yeah. and our corporate cultures we're constantly kind of trying to push push the mm-hmm. boundaries of of ourselves and and of the process. So we didn't just all of a sudden make investments in technology when this right. happened. Of course, we leaned into some of those 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 sure. technologies as a result of it. But doing things like building out a database with uh, valuation algorithms that are proprietary um, and being able to identify a value for an aircraft the instant it pops up based on that database and the algorithm gives our clients an advantage especially mm-hmm. in a market that's moving this quickly when you, and, and deals popping up as quickly as they are. Yeah. Uh, project management software, being able to keep track of a project and that has so many phases and facets that we, we as brokers, especially of, of larger firms like, like Jetaviva and, and O'Gara, we, we do a good job of making it look easy, but as you well know, it's like saying a pre-buy is easy or an inspection yeah. is easy. There's, it's your job to make it hundreds of points to that. <laughs> uh-huh. So these, these pieces of technology, like a Matterport 360 degree camera, we bought one of those years ago. Um, we use those to show clients what a plane actually looks like. And we've been doing it for years. Zoom calls, of course, you know, we've stepped those up and that's, that's, I've, I've been on my too many Zoom calls, <laughs> you yeah, know, we all the last seven months, but, um, we're big believers and you see uh, it's easier to see eye to eye if you're face to face, but these technologies help bridge the gap and, and get us to the other side and help make decisions and, and help our clients make more informed decisions quicker. That's right. That's it's, it's really interesting. You know, it's, um, I, I did a, a, a spec verification with someone um, 
couple of weeks ago, both of you guys mentioned, you know, being able to use some cameras and technology to actually see airplanes. Uh, you know, this particular situation, the deal was literally about to fall apart because, um, anyway, I, I'm not getting into details, but the point is, um, the, um, folks on the, on the legal side of the fence felt that it was necessary to verify the spec before we proceeded any further. And, and, um, you know, there was all this, well, we can't do it until next Tuesday before anybody can travel. And I'm like, well, does, does, does the seller have an iPhone? I mean, we can knock this out right now. I'll do it. Right. I mean, I have nothing else to do. It's no different than <laughs> it's, it's no different than, you know, when we're talking about, does it have a VHF 22 C or 22 D it's no different than what we're doing with virtual return to service in the maintenance world. Right. So the maintenance committee's uh -huh. worked on ad nauseum with the FAA about, you know, if uh, you don't physically have to be standing there to validate the work complied with, right. We can use technology. Right. And then we got into this, well, you should record it. Well, no, you shouldn't because if Jared and I go out in the hangar and change tire, nobody recorded that. We just take, our words for it that as professionals that we did our job so we don't even have to really record um you know any any of this uh, virtual i guess verification of the airplane so that's pretty cool and it, it, and you're right so what project management software do y'all use jared I, I i just gotta know it's a little off track but i, I want to know right we use zoho uh we use zoho for crm yeah. and we use it for project management and um it's it's uh it's really handy yeah, I always like to ask that question to, to see what people use to get the different ones, you know. It's, it's, uh, Jordan, do you guys have anything like that that y'all use? Um, to we actually, uh, yeah, we actually use this, uh, the, the same platform. Uh, we use Zoho, yeah. and we also combine it uh, with a platform called uh, Trello, um, and we, uh, we, we use all that to kind of uh, walk us from, from uh, tip to tail with our, our, our transactions. Nice. nice. That's awesome. We use Trello almost exclusively i mean for everything mm. keep track of advertising keep track of potential customers use it for development on our website it's all that stuff it's awesome oh it's great and and now that you know now that we're uh we're, we're we've also uh implemented slack into uh into our system uh, as yeah. well and so you know through those plugins we're able to connect all of our previous platforms together seamlessly so it's, it's been really That's great awesome. for us we use monday i'm a Mon yeah. monday.com I love my Monday boards. They hate me, but my team, but I our, love my Monday boards. Our marketing team uses, uses Monday as well. So um, it was I'm, agile. Yeah, it was <laughs> agile enough for us to be able to, because we were trying to use Jira because that's what our, um, our product development engineering side uses. And oh my gosh, it's so structured. You have no coding. You have no, all this stuff. I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to add a column. I need to add a column. I need to add my choices. I don't want to know how to code, but I need to pull a report on it. And so, so we use Monday and now I'm getting other departments to use it so it can come out of my budget, but you know, that's going to the infrastructure budget, but no, I mean, but those are important tools. And so Nathan, you brought up something and actually it's what Jordan started. We were talking about not recording, but when you're doing something like a virtual in inspection, different than a return to service, wouldn't there be some type of kind of like, wouldn't you kind of want, maybe want to record it? Somebody so just took we, a picture. <laughs> well, um, but I mean, you said, but um, I would just think that would give like somebody like you, Nathan, like maybe you have a technical person as well as someone else, mm -hmm. like a technical contract, um, a chance to maybe have a couple of pairs of eyes on it um, sure. and ask those questions for confirmation on for that in that instance. Would you not want to record it or is that 
Well, I, I suppose so. I, I'll say it differently. So, Lee, let's say you're selling you're selling that house right there that you're sitting right, in right yeah. now. So this is a real thing. So, um, yeah, excuse my mess. That's what it is. It's all good. So you have a house inspector come out and inspect that house, right? Mm -hmm. um, when, when you have a buyer. Right. Um, so they're going to come out, they're going to look at it, they're going to evaluate it, they're going to write up a report, and they're going to send it to you. But nobody recorded that inspector going through the house and doing that inspection. So potentially you could have Alex walk through the house with selfie stick with an iPhone on it and do a similar inspection with some coaching from somebody on the other end, right? Saying, right. hey, um, open this this cabinet, open mm -hmm. this door, right? L look under this sink and, and, and whatnot. Again, that's still not recorded if you get a written report out of it. The method of compliance, right? It's like an advisory circular, right? right. So the FAA gives us, you know, advisory circulars, which are a means of complying with not the only method of compliance, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I, I argue that leveraging technology, whether it's electronic signatures, you know, and, and true um, record keeping stuff, FAA related, or in the context of going out and verifying a spec, um, it's the same way. It's just another way of achieving the same thing. I think some of our attorney friends, I don't know what Jared and Jordan would think about this, but I think some of the aviation attorneys I know would not want us to record it, right? Because they get overly anxious. Uh, about, I guess that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Andy's is shaking his head. Like, they get no. overly anxious about, you know, yeah. Whatever. It's like the Watergate case, man. You gotta get rid of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, no, I know, I know Jared's shaking his head because I know exactly what he's saying. He goes, "I don't really give a crap." I mean, because we're not gonna hide anything. I operate the same way, but you know, not everybody thinks that. You know, and and so anyway, I, I just I don't know that recording is 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 absolutely you know something that we have. I was just thinking, like in a purchase process, you know, some, sure. I mean, if I can't be there, I mean, I can't go with my realtor and go walk through my house. If I can't be there, I would like to be able to yeah. go back and look at a walk around or something like that. I guess that was more my point, sure. kind of a buyer's um, a buyer's kind of comfort level. Yeah, if it's a value add to get it across the finish line, I mean, I'd like to hear. The okay, go ahead, side. walk around, record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you want a recording? Sure. Yeah, if it's if it's <laughs> going to take you know two hours of a recording to get a twenty million dollar transaction done, I'm sure that uh, these guys are going to say, "Go do it!" Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, we talk about recording things and Zoom calls and databases yeah. and all these things. I think it just highlights a point that um, you know I heard one one person quote as saying. General aviation is the most unsophisticated, sophisticated industry in the world. Yeah. Amen. And there's just so much opportunity to leverage technology. And we're mm -hmm. finally, this is pushing us to do that. And it's an uncomfortable push, but it's pushing a lot of people yeah. to, to take advantage of a lot of these things that in other industries are, you know, they've been doing this stuff for Old a decade. Hat. That's yeah. right. Old so it's, 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 it's exciting. These are exciting times. They're tough times. And yeah, but, but at the same time, they're exciting you know, to see these advances and see people growing. Well, I think you're absolutely right, Jerry, because that's one of the things that I always talk about is like you can have the most advanced aircraft available and people spend so much money on the technology. I mean, when you look at the, you know, the avionics possibilities, everything that goes in, I think, look at the, the new G700, something along those lines. And then you go back and you look at the business systems that, they're using to support this yeah. aircraft and you know and i and i would say you know like my generation and younger looks at it and just says 
why? And somebody says, well, <laughs> you have to. It's in, and I'm like, that is not in the regulation. That's not what it says. Yeah. You just don't want to change. And like, right. I think that's a great point is that, you know, people are being forced to think outside the box. The FAA, I have to admit, has done a pretty good job on some of the virtual return to service, some different things that, yeah. you know, they were hesitant before that they were now forced to go into, you know, and, but I mean, I've got, it just, it drives me nuts when I go and look at some, like a, an operation and you're like, really, that's how you do that? You know, you know, you can use a Trello board. There's this thing called Trello, you know, just, yeah. just five yeah. minutes. It's got an app. It's Three, great. Three-part camp cards are not required, <laughs> ah, right? Good so, Lord. Get over I mean, it. <laughs> no, absolutely. But I think those are what people are looking for and it's what buyers are looking for because I, I say it's like the Amazon Prime experience. We live in an Amazon Prime world. We live in a, you know, it's Apple, it's Google, and then you go to work in aviation and you're like, yeah. what? So speaking of that, so have you guys seen a big shift in, in this whole Jordan? I'm talking to Jordan and Jared. Have y'all seen a, any sort of a shift in, 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 in two spaces during this whole COVID thing? Do, do you see your client group changing or shifting or evolving any? And do you see um, any specific trends like in a class of equipment? I, I won't pin you down to a model or anything like that. But, you know, we hear things like, I suppose what I'm pulling from is, is I hear things like um, company X, you know, that's had a flight department for 30 years coming out of this. Unfortunately, they're going to have to sell their airplanes. But then I also hear about two families maybe that are considering buying an airplane. Um, so I'm just curious what you guys see um, as far as, you know, just a change in your client base types, if there's any of that going on, and then what equipment is kind of hot. Uh, Jerry, you want to stab this one? I took that. I went first on the, on the last go. Sure. Um, so in terms of changing clientele, I would say we're seeing a lot more first time buyers. Mm. Uh, I would attribute that a lot to, um, well, a multitude of reasons. Um, go back to the 0809 crash yeah. and how we fared, you know, planes, a lot of aircraft were appreciating going into that. So we had mm -hmm. a long ways to fall on values. And coming out of that PR wise, our industry took I mean, a big black eye, big, um, big, big three black eyes. We all know the yeah. story. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was misused and it villainized general aviation and it was terrible. And I feel like it towards the beginning of this coming out of this recession that we're in, you heard a lot of people being optimistic and uh, mm -hmm. saying, oh, well, you're going to see a surge in general aviation because people aren't going to want to fly airline and they're going to want to be healthier. And believe me, I, I, I love this industry. I've only spent my, my career in it. I wanted to believe that, but I would roll my eyes and say, that sounds like something someone in general aviation would say. That's right. And now I honestly think it's, it's coming true. I'm seeing the data come out. I'm seeing the trend. I'm talking to the buyers and at this point, totally opposite of 0809, the impression PR-wise is anybody who could afford to fly this way is going to. And anyone who's been on the sidelines are coming off the sidelines mm -hmm. to get into this mm -hmm. type of aviation. So uh, it's, it's just a healthier way to fly. The airline service, you know, uh, the, poor, the poor companies, I mean, they have slashed service. It's hard to get anywhere on an airline right now. Oh, my gosh. Much yeah. less to do it in a, in a, in a health-conscious way at times. So um, we're seeing a big change in that demographic. Um, 
at first you did hear of a lot of people letting go of their planes. Now you're hearing mm -hmm. a lot of those same, those people in those demographics holding on to them saying, well, the last thing I'm selling is my private plane. I can get my company going faster than my right. competition because I have this plane. Right. I can keep my executives safe because I have this plane. So I've, I've felt a big shift in that only in the last probably 60 to 90 days. Hmm. Uh, and it was really worrisome in the beginning. So that's the customer part of it. In terms of the actual market and any shifts I've seen, you've seen in that, it's been pretty well documented as now the, the, the data is starting to catch up to this event that uh, lights um, and mids have fared pretty well. Um, and unlike again, 0809, where you saw the large cabins, you know, fared it, fared it better than most. It's, it's right. been the exact opposite in this instance um, mm -hmm. where the large cabins are, are recovering a, a lot more sluggishly than than the rest of the markets. Um, you've seen some data out there. Some markets, you know, your lights and mids are down. I would say if you just have to throw a big high level number at mm -hmm. it, 10 to 15% from pre-COVID mm -hmm. numbers. Whereas your heavy segment, you're seeing, you're seeing north of that, pretty well north of yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to, there's, there's a, there are a lot of them on the market, supplies up, and there's only so many places you can fly and exercise those planes right now. Right. That just means there's a lot of great deals to have to be. To there be you go. Also, and right. we're close to carving a bottom on prices, and and it's you, with it in terms of I'll, I'll put on the what I see in the future. I don't think I've ever seen or heard of a better time to buy a plane between values, supply, mm -hmm. the tax environment, uh, the political environment. You're not going to get a much better time to buy than right now. I think that's right. I, I, especially on the tax front, Jared, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think Nathan, we're, um, Nathan and Lee and I have been actually looking for a large cabin aircraft. So it's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I, no, it's time for us to pull the trigger. Stand by. Yeah, so, Now's so the time. I, no offense to present company, but I don't want to deal with pilots, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a pilot. I'm just a passenger. I don't really care. I'm kidding. <laughs> they stay I'm in the front. Kidding. Oh, partly. Um, <laughs> so, Jordan, you, so what, do you agree with what Jared had to say, or what are you guys seeing in your world? No, it, yeah, I would, I would, sorry to cut you off there. I, I would agree 100%. I would echo everything that, that Jared just said. Um, you know, we're seeing a great influx of uh, first-time buyers uh, right yeah. now. Um, and uh, folks that, uh, even, you know, folks that were, that were heavy um, jet card users are, mm -hmm. are, you know, are looking to get in the whole ownership. Uh, folks that were previously in uh, uh, fractional or, or even a, a shared ownership uh, type deal are now looking to wholly, wholly own an aircraft so that, you know, they, they fully have the meet the full, uh, 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 utilization of this aircraft. Right. Um, An exclusive utilization ex too, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because j just to, as, as Jared pointed out, um, you know, with, with the airlines being in, uh, in the condition that they are, um, having this aircraft allows them to be more nimble than some of their competitors. Um, yeah. So it's 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 truly a, a business tool to help to help grow and expand um, the business on that front. Um, we're seeing uh, you know similar to as 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 Jared mentioned um, uh, a gravitation towards the light jet uh, mid uh, mid size super mid um, category. Uh, I mean, Phenom three hundreds are just about mm. the hottest market right now. 
Um, we uh, we have uh, Jetaviva has, gosh, I think we've moved about four or five now since COVID has started. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, uh, hundreds, uh, I mean, uh, two XLS pluses, well, XLS, XLS plus, I mean, and, and it's, 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 I mean, that those, those markers are just scorching right now. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a whole lot of, uh, gravitation towards that. Um, so I, uh, specifically focus on the legacy citation series and we're getting a whole mess of, um, of inquiries in that market as well. You know, uh, and a lot of them being first time buyers, folks that, um, you know, would love to go that CJ2 route, but, um, you know, they're looking at a, at a Citation Bravo and they're like, heck, you know, I can get very similar performance for about half the acquisition cost. You know, right. I, I may have to come out a, a little bit more out of pocket on the back end, but if I can save a mil, a mil two, you know, up front, this, this sounds like a home run deal. Um, so that, 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 that struck me as, um, as a bit odd in, in the beginning and, and, but now I'm, I'm obviously I'm loving it. <laughs> well, yeah. Especially being the legacy program manager. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, uh, makes my job a bit easier. Um, but, but, um, yeah, you know, we're, um, I think this trend will continue and, and, um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, um, as long as, as, as inventory stays, stays healthy, I, I think that there's you know, tremendous um, opportunity out there, as, as Jared mentioned. I mean, you're, you, there's you know, decent inventory, and, uh, and with, with uh, valuations dropping as they are, I mean, there, there couldn't really be a more perfect time to, uh, to be an yeah. Uh, buyer. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you, uh, you, you guys both mentioned inventory. So I, I, it was, uh, I was reading back over um, uh, an appraisal report I had written for an estate um, last year. And, and like, I, it was like November, December timeframe. And so one of the statements I made just in the market overview section was about how the pre-owned inventory, the really good equipment was pretty much gone. Right. I mean, there was equipment out there. Don't get me wrong. Cause I know y'all both had equipment, uh, but, but I mean, the really white hot smoking deal, you know, really good equipment that we had a glut of, you know, 18 months prior was, I mean, it had pretty much gone. I mean, we were rocking and rolling. And then I look at their appraisal report I wrote a month ago that says, man, this inventory is starting to really, you know, we've, we've got kind of a pile, like, like both of you guys were saying, we've got a pile of good equipment out here. Um, and some of it's at really good prices. Some of it, you know, it, it's interesting because I was, before y'all joined, I was, um, asking Andy about some shops they have on MRO Insider because the inquiries that, that I'm getting, right, are um, about helping out with different projects or, or things that normally wouldn't come my way, right? So, so by that, I mean, like, older citation projects, right? Um, King Air projects. Normally, those are, but these are first-time buyers, right, that are, that are coming into this space, and they're they're looking at equipment and they're asking good questions because there's been a lot of content produced by our industry. So I will say, while we're all Zoom exhausted, I, I do think our industry's done a damn good job of putting out some content, right? And, and I think that the, the buyers that I've engaged with, whether they have representation or not, um, from, a, from a brokerage standpoint, man, they, they are really coming to the table a lot more informed, right? Like they're sending over a King Air going, hey, this is coming out of X country. 
you know, I, I know I need to think about this and this because of where it's been based and it's not on an engine program, but it's only this many hours out of, you know, hot section. I mean, just some really good questions, right? Um, that that same buyer um, was looking for an airplane a year ago. I would almost promise you he wouldn't have asked me those questions, right? He would have just said, hey, you know, this guy threw me a spec and it looks great, but now all of a sudden we've produced content and, and people are really engaging. So speaking of that, um, I know you guys work for some some of the, you know, some of the firms in, in this brokerage space in our industry. So kind of what have y'all done? We talked about the technology. We talked about um, kind of what the markets are, what your customers look like. What about a company? How, how has your company's done through this time? I mean, it, 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 have y'all had to do things different? I mean, look, unfortunately, you know, Andy's doing Find a Job Friday, right? Which I think is a great thing, but trying to help out the, the just unfortunate vast number of folks that have, um, you know, lost their jobs during the during the slowdown part because some companies had to make some big decisions. But I, I know that you know, both Jet Aviva and O'Gara uh, have great company cultures. And I'm just kind of curious what, what y'all have seen as an organization, how you kind of pivoted. Yeah, sure thing. Um, you know, Jet Aviva uh, was in a very fortunate position um, when, when uh, this, what do you call it, the uh, co-vacation? Yeah, Corona. Co-vacation. <laughs> I like that. Corona-cation. Corona I'm going to get eight mail in It's okay. I was shooting deer in the last one, so I'm sure I'll get some eight mail on that. <laughs> um, but, you know, since, you know, since uh, you know, the, the, this environment has, has really taken a hold of us, um, you know, Jed Aviva was, was really fortunate to be in a position uh, to where uh, we were very much a uh, remote company. You know, we have our headquarters in Kansas City. Um, where we have a decent handful of folks sitting, but for the most part, um, our sales directors and, and marketing team we're spread all throughout the U.S. And so, right. you know, our our meet our weekly team meetings were were already you know conducted virtually. Um, we we switched our platform from Google Hangouts to Zoom now, um, mm -hmm. and you know we uh, are we had a cloud a cloud database you know that stored all of our aircraft and project management um, solutions. Um, you know, we have our, our, our cloud database that holds our, our aircraft information, all, all of our sensitive stuff. Um, and we were, you know, we we're already using DocuSign, you know, for, for right. a lot of our, a lot of our uh, transaction documents. Um, so, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to where, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, oh crap, what, you know, how do we make mm -hmm. XYZ process work now that we're not you know, physically located? So we were able to, uh, to benefit from, you know, not really missing a beat too much. Um, once uh once this corona faucet turned on um so uh you know march in in uh but you know we, we but we were still you know we were just still just as easily affected you know uh as some other brokerages because the the whole industry stood still for a little bit sure you know um, um yeah the whole world did yeah i mean you could have heard a pin drop during the month of march um yeah. you know phones weren't ringing you know um everyone is just kind of sitting around um just trying to figure out what's next waiting uh, for somebody to go first <laughs> exactly exactly you know it, and i think this uh, this analogy was has been used quite a few times um but you know it, it was uh it, it was kind of like you were at a middle school dance and you got girls on one side <laughs> and guys on the other and you know everyone is, is waiting for that first person you know to, to get out on the, on the dance floor before you know before it's, it's right you know folks start grooving 
and and really you know that's that's what that, that's what the situation was you know the month the month yeah. of march was just a dead you know dead still um and april uh was still you know kind of yeah, just not a whole lot of activity uh, until kind of towards the, uh, the 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 end of the month there, and then um, you know as a company we started to kind of uh, we kind of caught our stride in, in, in May a little bit, um, mm. and June was was a productive month uh, month for us, and July happened to be very successful. Um, this month, uh, this past month, um, was actually the uh, highest grossing uh, month that Jetabiba has ever had as an organization. Um, Jedi, oh wow! Yeah, we were founded in, in 2006, so I mean it's quite some time. And who would have thought in in the in the eye of a pandemic that we would have such, such a uh, successful month as we did last year? So, yeah, it's really interesting because we're usually a lagging indicator, right? And Jared <laughs> kind of hinted to that too, right? Coming out of you know, I'm older than I think everybody on here, so coming out of 2001 and coming out of this 08 thing. Um, both of those times, we were the laggards, right? I mean, that, and, and I think there was a lot of expectation from the gray hair, no hair crowd um, that, that, that we were going to do the same thing, right? That we were going to be a lagger. But, but, you know, it's great to hear what you're hearing. I'm seeing something similar, although I'm nothing like Ogre or Genevieve, right? I'm, I'm Nathan. So we, but definitely, I, I mean, our, uh, Andy and I were just talking before y'all came on. What, what do we think is driving that? So, Jared, what have, what have y'all got going? Then I would love to hear what you both think is is driving. I, I mean, I do see that it was a it's kind of a V looking graph, right? Of, of where we're going as an industry from a volume standpoint, right? We went way down, and now we're seems like we're shooting back up the other side pretty quick. Well, I mean, to 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 answer your question about you know how our companies reacted, um, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm very fortunate to work for a company that's been around for, for a long time and yeah. our core values and kind of what we do and how we do it have been solidified for a long time. So one of the first reactions we had is, um, you know, in the industry that we're in, I don't care if you're a mechanic or a pilot or a broker, uh, you're used to it being cyclical and you're mm -hmm. used to the slow times and how do you react to the slow times? And what we do is go into just working on processes and people and, trying to, you know, do the best you can with the situation you have. So that was the initial reaction. And the second reaction is just to, um, to help others. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people hurting out there. Um, yeah. All of us on this call, I'm sure, can reach out and, and, and touch a lot of people that have been affected by this financially and work-wise. So we partner with a lot of charities. Um, we, we just know a lot of people that have been displaced in their, in their jobs and everything else. So we try to help uh, anyone we possibly can. And um, we have a we're, a, we're a team and we're a tight team. We're all based in Atlanta. We kind of treat mm -hmm. it like a family. We always have. Mm -hmm. So um, with the team, um, we, it's been really nice getting back in the office. We are getting back, we are back in the office, have been for a long time. Although our offices are all separate, you know, separate and we can, um, we can keep spaced and we can follow all the procedures we need to, but uh, we, we approach every project like a team. So um, having those, those good core processes and beliefs that you can lean on into really help in times like this. Mm -hmm. you know, I heard one analogy that, that compared uh, depressions or recessions to a forest fire. You know, the old growth, it, it'll get singed and burned on the outside. And it may go through tough times, but then it, it, the forest fire burns all the undergrowth and cleans out all the unhealthy growth. 
And then once it's all over, what's remaining actually has a better environment to grow. So if you're a healthy flight department, if you're a healthy company, if you're a healthy person, um, this is creating an environment to grow um, as, as tough mm. as it may be at the time. So and that's very of, philosophical, Jared. That, that's I know. Good. That's oh, very good. <laughs> well, I've never been accused of that, but I'll take it. So <laughs> the second question about the V-shaped curve, um, yeah. you know, demand's pent up. There's no question in every industry, especially ours. And ours will be a leading indicator because people have got to get out to get their businesses going. That's right. And, um, and they're just, there's not a better way to do it and to do it more efficiently than general aviation. Well, I think they've got to get out and they've got to do it safely. I think there's some, some, some fear, quite honestly, from, from some of the folks that I've talked to, of course, not near the volume y'all have, but it, it, it seems, uh, seems that there's some, some fear associated with it. Right. I just want, so, I mean, both of y'all brought up a couple of good things. I mean, it's great from Jordan, you know, the, the companies that were already kind of in place and had really taken advantage of technology and, you know, it was almost like flip a switch, you can work remote because we've already been looking at these things on what makes us work better, more efficiently and gives our teams the tool to succeed. And then Jared, I love the fact that you pointed out, you know, it's cyclical. Anything in the transportation side is extremely cyclical. And um, when you look at these cycles, you know, we were, you know, what was it, 2001 with 9-11, 2007, 2008, you know, we had all these things going on. And I have to admit, <laughs> it's been a long time since 2000, 2008. You just, had, you just knew that there was something going to happen, whether wasn't expecting a pandemic or what is it, level mm -hmm. eight of Jumanji we're on right now, something like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, you have to prepare for that. And, you know, it's, it's been hard and you, you know, you're right. You can, everybody knows I, we don't, I don't have enough fingers, toes, maybe not even enough hairs on my head anymore um, to count how many people have been negatively impacted mm -hmm. like this. Oh no. Okay. Nathan has plenty. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, that's what this, there's a lot of that community and, you know, looking at Andy and the find a job Fridays where he's been focusing on people who are looking and highlighting and showcasing. But I think those are the companies that are, that you that come out on the other side stronger and better but one of the questions i wanted to ask and because we you're talking about a lot of first-time buyers coming into the market and one of the things i've been kind of saying for a while and i don't necessarily know if i have the data to back it up but so maybe y'all maybe you do is that the flight departments have changed and the traditional 91 flight departments where you're setting it up you know and you have a flight department and you have your own director of aviation and it's all set up is there has been changing and going into this um going into this managed you know you have the management companies are you do you what do you see when your people are looking? I mean, especially first-time buyers, what are they looking at? Are they going more Great the managed question. route? Are they looking at setting up that traditional 91? How are, what are they looking at? I'll, I'll take it. Uh, so yeah, it. I would say um, it, it's, it's followed pretty traditional models, but I mean, mm -hmm. in, in terms of what you'd expect, you know, buyers to go with a management company or to create their own flight department. Um, the fact that we have so many first-time buyers, uh, our stance is first-time buyer, you need to be set up with a management company. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, it's not a mandate, but it's as close as we can get to it just because you want that first experience right out of the gate to be a positive one. That's right. You want, uh, you want the systems and, in place and the network in place 
to make that experience a good one and that this tool, this business tool is used efficiently and effectively. So I think you, you are seeing a rise in a lot of management you know, services and they're swelling. And um, because of that, um, we're certainly pushing people in that, in that direction. You still do see people that just, they don't, they don't want to fit in that box. They want their own mm-hmm. flight department. They want control. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And we'll help them set that up. That's, that's part of the, the, the turnkey service we provide. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are seeing some of that, but, but mostly just management companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about y'all, Jordan? It's a, um, it's a lot of the same on our end as well. Um, and, you know, it, it, it goes to, you know, um, kind of similar to as, as Jared touched on, you know, these, these first time buyers, you know, they, they are used to having a lot of control in just about every aspect of their life, but they're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're moving into this new space to, that's completely foreign to them. Yeah. And so it, it tremendously benefits them to have um, a management group that can hold their hand and walk them through, walk them through XYZ uh, process uh, within aircraft ownership because it's tremendously different than um, every other asset that, that, that they may currently own. Um, there, there are a lot of moving pieces there. And so we, we um, as, a, as a part of our, uh, our process as well, um, recommend that you know, they, they, they uh, partner with a uh, local management group um, and, you know, should they want to deviate from that, um, after some time, uh, so be it, but it, 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 provides tremendous value when you can put them in trusted hands of a group mm-hmm. that can, that can walk them through that entire process. Well, I'm sure that, um, right now, um, when people are downloading this and listening to it, there are writing, they're going to the show notes and clicking on y'all's two LinkedIn profiles if they're in sales at a management company. So you did it to yourselves is all I'll tell you. Um, there, there is a, but there is, there will be an episode on this show coming up uh, before too much longer where we're going to talk about a hybrid version, right, of, a, of, a, of the uh, management company and, and a traditional flight department. And I'm not going to give it all away because uh, I, I think that's something that y'all would be interested in. I think our industry is finally ready for it. It's been a notion that's been tossed around for a while. Um, so so uh, I'll keep y'all posted and let you know when that comes about. I, I want to close out before we let y'all go for tonight because I know you need to go eat dinner and, and spend time with your family. Um, well, Jordan's got the puppy he's taking care of. Yeah, I know. He's taking care of his <laughs> mom's dog, dog so he's got to go you take care of the that. Dog out. That's for sure. Um, I, I did want to go back to the philanthropy, philanthropy piece that Jared talked about, and and I know some of what O'Gara does, um, and and what they're involved in, and and uh, I very much value and appreciate that. And there's one thing in particular um, I'm going to include, but, and I'll let Andy tell y'all what he does, um, with MRO Insider. Um, but before we do that, uh, so there's a, Jared, could you talk a little bit about the ACE Academy down there in Atlanta? And, and I'm going to put in show notes, a link to the GoFundMe, um, talk about people that really need a little bit of help right now, um, that, that really make a difference. Um, in our community and in our industry. Um, I really think that this group of folks does. And, and so, Jared, it, it, since uh, you guys are big, big champions of that group, tell us a little bit about it. I really appreciate the plug. Uh, so, ACE, Aviation Career Enrichment, is a, an Atlanta-based um, charity that tries to expose uh, underprivileged youth to general aviation. They do that with flight training, simulator-based training, classroom training, 
and uh, it is an amazing program founded by Mr. Julius Alexander. Uh, we're, we're partners with them. We're big believers with them uh, in, in what they do. So um, please follow you know, Nathan's link. And um, like most charities, they're hurting a lot right now because a lot of people, you can't get out and you're watching, watching every dollar you spend. So you know, their, their donations have suffered as a result. So uh, anything you can give is much appreciated. Um, it's, a, it's a great organization. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would 100% second what Jared just said. Um, my very, my, my discovery flight was through the the ACE program. Oh no! Kidding. Oh, I that's didn't cool. know that. That's awesome. absolutely. Yeah, I would. I, I my entire life, I thought I was going to be an engineer. Um, <laughs> and had some. Uh, I, I was uh, still in high school, and you know, got uh, kind of had a dream of being a pilot, kind of as an epiphany. So uh, mom put me in some summer camps. Uh, first one being uh, being with the with the Ace Academy and um, and yeah I mean after my after my first time going up in a 172 I got bit by the bug hard and <laughs> there was no turning around from there so uh, I say that to say you know I'm 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 here in, in this current capacity because of what because Ace of you know that. bestowed That's upon awesome. me at a very young age. That's awesome! What a great success story. You know, and, and so I'm putting the link in the show notes. And, and so every other um, aircraft salesperson, so you're challenged right now. <laughs> you guys and their employers are contributing to ACE and to the future of our industry. And I'm going to level it up. So if there's any consultants that are out there doing, trying to do what I do or doing it better than I do, whatever, I don't care. It, you're on because um, I, I expect you all to contribute. Um, to Ace Academy. And like Jared said, 20 bucks is better than no bucks and they need all the help we can get them. So I, I, the challenge is there. I really like to, to see y'all step up. The GoFundMe links in the show notes, please click it and, and at least check them out. Give them a word, uh, a, a shout out, share it on your social. Maybe somebody out there has got a couple of bucks to give Ace. So the further we can cast the net, the more fish we'll catch in it. So Andy, tell, tell the guys what MRO Insider is doing. Saving all the uh, well, yeah. So uh, we launched our AOG slash detailing slash parts app um, about two months right. ago, right in the middle of coronavirus. <laughs> but um, we kind of did a thing where uh, we're fortunate enough to have some property in northern Michigan. So for every app download that we get, um, you know, from the aircraft owners and operators, then we plant a um, we'll plant a sapling tree up north. So we've kind of done the math to figure out how many saplings it would take to, uh, which if you guys ever want to do anything nerdy and know, it's uh, <laughs> one, one oak sapling will offset one flight hour in a uh, Citation Sovereign size aircraft. So needless to say, we have a crap ton of trees to plant. <laughs> you know, it, it all starts somewhere. Well, yeah, doing something is better than doing nothing. So, um, again, I, I think what y'all are doing is great. And, and uh, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it, we've got to, you know, we all have a responsibility to leave it better than we found it, whether it's uh, planting, the, planting the oak trees or developing the next generation of talent like the two guys we have here with us tonight and, and um, this group of, of people we can continue to impact in Atlanta through ACE. So, Again, I, I'm keeping plugging it because I, I think it's a wonderful thing. And that's cool. Gosh, I mean, I, I stumbled into aviation, right? I didn't, I, I didn't even. It was, you were assigned aviation. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely was. My recruiter said, hey, do you want to work on planes? And I'm like, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, and the first time I'd ever been to an airport was to go to basic training, right? And um, so I'd never even done any of that stuff, right? I mean, we, we would take a car trip to Galveston would be our vacation, right? And that was a big deal. We only did like three of those. So I, I mean, I think I would have been totally into it. You know, my son got to do some Young Eagle stuff. And of course, um, he was putting flaps down on a Challenger and wiping off um, wheels on airplanes, you know, before he was in first grade. So um, he didn't really have much of a choice to get into the business. But I think that, um, you know, these programs are great to to really uh, help educate folks. So Well, and I, and I think kind of a point, you know, we talk right now people are kind of not talking about a future shortage but it's still there and we still need the people and we still need the young people coming in to such an you know it's a great career and we need you know we need to continue that with the young people and you know atlanta is such a highly densely aviation community that you know this is a this is a great opportunity for them to just kind of take it to that next level and the fact that we had jordan on jordan on here to talk about it who that was his discovery flight we're gonna have to do another we're gonna have to do like a promotional video on that or something we can do something (laughs) success story something something. for sure but no very very great um jordan Jared, I have so many more questions, but I'm trying not to ask them because I know we're up at our time, (laughs) but I'm sure we'll meet again and I'll have more questions or we'll bring you on for another episode where we can talk about something specific. But uh, thank you so much. This is a great show. Great to, great to see you, quote unquote, see you, Jordan and Jared, (laughs) meet you, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. Y'all have any questions for us or anything else you want anybody to know before we, uh, let you go and 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 all the uh, management company sales people start calling you <laughs> constantly again it's jared hasty and jordan scale <laughs> links in the comments <laughs> um you know i i i think we did an amazing job at, at covering um uh a multitude of topics that yeah. that really center around you know, this environment that we're all living in um of, of all the zoom calls that i've had since uh since the first week of march this has definitely been my favorite um yes <laughs> so, right. uh, so i i i just i i appreciate your time i appreciate you having uh, you having uh myself and jared on today um it's this this has been an absolute pleasure and i'm really looking forward to uh coming on again for my second time that's oh yeah well you're definitely going to get to and 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 uh, the blessing is all all ours we just hope that we can help somebody in this whole thing, right? That's what it was all born out of. So, Absolutely. Jared? Uh, no questions. Just just same same comment. Um, just really appreciate it. It was fun. Um, the one thing that we all share in common is in this industry, I don't care if you're in marketing or, or a mechanic or, or a pilot or, or, or no matter what it is, is we all are really passionate about it. I think that's, that's right. You can get a people like a, a group of people like us together, and it's just fun because no matter what capacity you're in, you just are passionate about aviation and general aviation. So it just makes these conversations fun. I mean, we could, we could end this call and we could keep talking for three more hours. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yes. Actually it might be more entertaining. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was, it was fun. It was informative and, um, happy to do it again. And, um, to everyone out there. Well, we'll have you back and I hope to get to see you guys soon and, and actually give more than an elbow bump and, uh, and uh, buy you a drink and and just catch up on on life in person. That it's uh, I feel like I'm way overdue on that. I mean I've had uh, more at home time than I've had in 30 years in this business. So <laughs> not a bad thing, but uh, I've just had more of it than than I've ever had. So, <laughs> um, I, I'm ready to get back out and and start 
seeing y'all again at shows and doing stuff. So thanks again, guys. We really appreciate you. Um, thanks to all our listeners. Um, you know, we would love your feedback. Um, so go to anchor.fm forward slash jet hyphen blast. And there's a button there that says leave message. You can leave us a voice message, um, which is pretty cool. So you don't even have to type anything. If you've got any negative comments, they all go to Lee Brewster. Um, anything great goes to me and Andy. We appreciate that. And uh, I really do want y'all to click that GoFundMe link in the, uh, in the show notes here. And if nothing else, just share it on your social so we can uh, help this next generation of talent uh, get into this industry and keep it alive and going because we're going to need them. So thanks, everybody. Have a great night.